At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to The Takeoff Show. If you want to take off in your career, your finances, and your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Wherever you are in the world, do enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Takeoff. So Toyosi is a friend and we used to work together for a few years at one of the big four accountancy firms, which I shall not reveal the name, Good Times. So Toyosi left the firm a few years ago and founded a company called Toyo Rights, where she's also the artist and creative director, where she sells design pieces that she has created. Since then, Megan Good, Priscilla from Love Island, have some of these pieces and they've showcased it. And recently, she landed a partnership with Wayfair, which we'll talk about very, very soon. It's been a long time, Toyosi. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well, thank you. Awesome, 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 awesome. So we met at an accountancy firm, but let's yeah. dial it back to before we met. How did you end up as a designer at a big four company when we met? I studied law and business at Warwick University and I found that Mm -hmm. there were many opportunities to uh, browse different career paths. I didn't want to be a lawyer, so I found myself looking for different... Yeah, I didn't want to be a lawyer. I found myself looking for other opportunities where I could still be an expert, a professional of some kind, but Mm -hmm. um, just not law. So then a lot of my friends were recommending consulting and um, that's Mm -hmm. how I found myself... um, an entry-level position in one of the big four companies which was great for my career to start out mm-hmm. so yeah that's how it happened wow wow mm-hmm. it's funny because i also studied law but it's it's crazy because we've had two yeah. different career paths you also studied yeah. law and you've gone to this really creative area i would have imagined that you studied art at university or maybe media or something yeah. like that so how did you yeah. like how did you get into design and how did you get so good at it yeah, do you know what's funny? I was put in for um, art summer school when I was in secondary school. I went to gifted and talented art summer school. But when it came to studying for A-levels, you know, my Nigerian parents were like, ah, you were going to be a lawyer, so pick these. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so that was how my, my career was tailored by my parents, which really kind of gave me a lot of advice as to where I should go. So studying art wasn't going to be something that they would have encouraged because I guess it didn't seem like the route that had a particular I don't know they weren't basically aware of the the progression and the success Mm -hmm. that could come out of that Mm -hmm. kind of field so I was given a more straight and narrow path which is absolutely fine it's based on exposure and awareness to certain things so Mm -hmm. from there I went on to study um, very hard or good or whatever you want to call it A levels like economics history ICT Mm -hmm. um, English literature and those A-levels were well tailored to be a lawyer. So then that's how I pursued law at Warwick um, 
and applied to several universities in order to jump on that degree. But my art never left me because it's something I was naturally good at, but I just didn't okay. study it. I just went to like okay. um, summer schools for it. Okay. Wow. That's, you know what? You said a few things. I mean, the Nigerian <laughs> thing is, is always crazy about like, you know, parents you know, wanting you to even be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Doctor, lawyer, engineer. I don't know why it's like so common amongst like Nigerian parents to to want to do these yeah. like you know these different career paths but it's it's quite inspiring that you've decided to go through you know a different career path are your parents supportive of your current career very path? my mom okay. and my dad are very supportive because I've taken their roots I've gone okay. their roots and I've found myself in my own lane and I think that's the beauty of being able to find yourself where you're meant to be because I, I followed mm. advice I never was like no mom no dad like I didn't fight their mm -hmm. advice but I found myself god willing in exactly where I needed to be through a route that they led me on awesome wow it's that's cool so you're you're definitely well-rounded I mean you got a law degree you got great you know a levels and now now you're like a big uh, art director as well so like dialing back to the big four what yeah. brought on the that decision to finally decide to to leave do you know what? I found myself in an environment where I was definitely nurtured in a good way, but at the same time, I found myself being very uncomfortable with some of the working cultures and particular people within that environment. So it made me uncomfortable. So I started to look outside. I think it was until okay. I felt uncomfortable did I realize that maybe this isn't the perfect place for me. However, okay. my final team within the Big Four was something that was mm -hmm. definitely the catalyst and the like final push for this career, this business, because I was doing okay. art again. Something I hadn't okay. done since I was in secondary school. I was drawing again. I was being trained by an artist. I was picking up that skill that I naturally yeah. had, but never really nurtured. There's a few things there. Um, what's quite interesting is that it sounds like you sort of maybe had an idea at some point, um, which leads me on to my next question. As soon as you left, did you know that you wanted to start a business straight away? Do you know what? I did and I didn't. I did because okay. I knew that freelancing was an objective for someone with my skill set. So I knew I could mm -hmm. always be independent. So that independence mm -hmm. came from the concept of freelancing. So when okay. I started to do that, that's when I was like, okay, there's this world of freelance. That's something I know I can do. But outside mm -hmm. of the freelance, I was like, I also used to have a side hustle where I did Toyota filters, okay. which is like Snapchat filters for events or parties wow. and stuff. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know you could do that as a business. Seriously? Yeah, I had a side hustle. Filters? Like, what, what is that? To Instagram filters? <laughs> yeah, Snapchat filters, like okay. designing. There's a of whole course. world of filters. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah gosh, so people man. used to come to me all the time. They were like, oh, please, can you design my filter for my birthday? Can you design my filter for my wedding? Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. That is, <laughs> that is crazy. What? Yeah. Oh no, oh no. This is definitely not mainstream yet. Because this is if this was mainstream, it would take off like crazy. Is it mainstream? It's taken off. Or am I just people Okay. Huh. Yeah. A lot of people are actually doing this like proper. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Are you still doing this or you just kind of just stop that? I still get I still get requests for filters. So I still people... <laughs> <laughs> something like that. You're I gonna add doing. that to your bio, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I still get filter requests all the time. So I still make wedding filters for people. Wow. 
That is that. Wow, yeah. that's that's something I've learned something new. I I actually never knew that was a thing. I just always thought that Instagram and Snapchat, it was just pre-made. Yeah. I didn't know that you could create your own own filter. I mean, how does that work? How do you upload it to Instagram and Snapchat? There's a whole domain for designers is to it? upload these things on the back end. If oh you log into God. like the web, the web apps of these of these okay. um, of these sites, you can upload these filters on the back end. Yeah. What? Custom. <laughs> this sounds like a hack. What? <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm now wondering what else you could do on these uh, platforms, man. That is crazy. I actually so had no complete idea. Oh my gosh. Okay, we we so track a bit. <laughs> that is mad. I love that though. That's definitely you know something new. Um, so yeah. going back to Toya Rights. So you started yeah. it about a year ago. How did that come about? That came about just before the pandemic hit. So okay. I had left and I wanted to take a little bit of a career break prior to just jumping into another big, not big four, but another organization consulting wise, mm-hmm. tech consulting. But I took a bit of a career mm-hmm. break. And then a lot of people were still coming to me for like basically project based things for like design work for okay. their weddings and for their podcasts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I kept getting requests. Okay. And I was like, this is time to set up a business because mm-hmm. people are constantly mm-hmm. coming to me for design work. And I knew that I had just moved out of my mum's house and got my own place. So mm-hmm. the aim of my place was to decorate. That's where the yeah. whole decor element of my business started to form because right. I was actually creating my own artwork for my home. Okay. Wow. So that's how so, it came about. Wow. That light bulb moment. That's light insane. Bulb moment. Yeah. Oh I was gosh, designing my is... own artwork. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is that is crazy. Okay. So walk me through the exact process from like setting up the business to setting up your store Instagram page like your first designs like walk me through what you did and what that was like yeah so basically um, when I started to get all these requests I was like it's time to just have a bit more exposure as to what I do so I just set up an Instagram page and Toyo Rights was already there it's just I wasn't as consistent when I was working in the big four it was already a name that I knew I would one day brand myself because I loved affirmations and i used to write poetry mm-hmm. at uni so writing okay. was my thing wow it's all coming yeah. together full circle <laughs> honestly like it's amazing how god did everything for me like it was a god moment and um everything came full circle like literally from my english literature english language like my hobbies in writing to my design mm-hmm. skills to my illustrations mm-hmm. to my artwork all pit mm-hmm. together for this business to really be birthed so okay Okay, so you came up with the name, and then after the name, did you figure out the name first, or were you designing, and then you figured out the name after? I figured out the name first, and because okay. there was affirmations at the heart of the brand, that's how Megan actually found yeah. Toyo Rights, because it was all the work okay. behind the brand. The affirmations okay. are truly the heart of the brand, but design is something that literally sells the brand. Design okay. is the, okay. the profitable, profitable arm of Toyo Rights mm-hmm. because it's like the artwork that sells. The words are mm-hmm. basically it's a it's like it draws people to the brand because it, there's a heart mm-hmm. behind the art. Oh, that's yeah. a bit round. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it, it actually looks <laughs> dope. It actually looks like I said I'm gonna I'm definitely getting my own or you can, you know, gift it to me for my wedding. But <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, I am listeners. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, so, so you decided your your name, you 
decided that you know you've got to have yeah. like word affirmations and then yeah from there did you set up a store after that like like using shopify or anything like that yeah so a really okay. nice a really good friend of mine recommended wix mm-hmm. um so i okay. use the wix platform to integrate okay. my shop and other features that okay. were useful for my brand that's how i started okay. out and um, yeah that was okay. the domain that i chose to use for my shop my online shop okay and then i'm guessing after that you then did you set up your instagram page after and then all at once everything was together okay everything wow so you just did it you just did it like that wow hard work i remember <laughs> the, honestly i spent 24 hours creating my website i didn't spend longer than oh 24 gosh. hours because i was so because i knew that i literally needed to do this people need to know about it i remember sitting down mm-hmm. on my living room floor for one whole day i didn't leave like didn't get off the floor just doing the website and then posted it on instagram like i'll never and then forget that's I where you got your first sale it. Yes, my first sale. Instagram wow. was my Instagram was my child. Like everything okay. came from Instagram. Wow, that is epic. So, listen, listeners, you hear it here from Toyosi. Twenty four hours <laughs> to get that website done. So, if you're all dilly dallying and you know you want to get something up and running, just just do it. <laughs> just do okay. it, like Toyosi has done. So you so you use Instagram. It's interesting because I feel like. For what you're doing, Instagram is definitely the best because it's, it's visual. So what you do works perfectly for it, right? Yeah. It's not like a service or it's not like anything, yeah. you know, it's not like um, anything else or content, other content, but it's actual mm-hmm. like visual stuff that you can buy. So I feel like people can easily like, relate to it. Wow, that yeah. is good. How did you feel when you got your first sale? I felt absolutely stunned. Like, oh my God. <laughs> actually happening like the reception when i first posted um saying hi guys this is what i do everyone's like oh my god like yes so the reception was insane i was so grateful for how many people were like this is amazing something i thought oh like will i will they like it will they say everyone loved it i was Mm. getting dms immediately i was getting orders straight off the bat wow wow and that's the thing you definitely put yourself out there you definitely took Mm. a risk um because you have those kind of things right you'll be working on something so hard should i put it out people gonna like it what's if i get no reception what's gonna happen i I feel like even if you didn't get no initial reception i feel like you would have still done well anyway because the quality is there and it it would have just shined through eventually um i think a lot of us sometimes when we start things immediately, we're like, oh, it hasn't done as well as I expected it to do. And then you quit. Mm. But I think that, you know, you just need to keep going. And you've, you've done it for like, how long now? 18 months, is it been? Roughly? Yes, I started. Wow. Yeah, I would definitely say about that. About that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, okay. So in that time, you've had a few, you know, celebrities showcasing your product. So uh, tell me what celebrities have showcase your product and tell me the process of how that happened. Yeah, I would say um, one of the biggest and one of my favorites has mm-hmm. to be Megan Good, mm-hmm. who I've loved mm-hmm. since yep. I was so young. So okay, she, wow, that's mad. <laughs> when she um, agreed, like basically she was reposting a lot of my work online and I was like, oh mm-hmm. my God, she really likes Toya Wright. So I was just mm-hmm. thanking her. So thank you so much, Megan. Like, um, I would love to share some of my art with you. And she was like, of course. And then she sent me her address. So I shipped mm-hmm. my artwork to her and her husband, wow. like custom made art pieces, like my best selling wow. like definition pieces. I sent it to Megan and Devon in LA. 
and um from there like all her like her friends in all her friends on, yeah. on empire like grace and trey byers grace ordered as well like quite a few of the selections from the art from the shop so um mm. that was an amazing wow. moment like i had like celebrities ordering from america um <laughs> that is so surreal Wow, that is so surreal. And like I said, because it's visual, it's so easy for you to do collabs with like other influencers. And you know, well done on on doing that and getting mega good because that is a big, big, big celebrity to get. And it's so surreal if like that you look up to her. Um, Imagine that, right? (laughs) Imagine that that like a celebrity is buying. It's like a testament to, to to what you've been doing. That is. Wow, Honestly, God is can't imagine how that actually, must feel. I literally the day I saw Megan Good typing, you know when you see your friend <laughs> like, responding, typing, yeah. yeah, you know when you see typing, and I saw mm. Megan Good typing in my DMs. Yeah, for a second I I put my phone down and I I literally just couldn't handle it. I was gasping, like gasping mm. for air. I was like she's actually typing back to me, literally sending me an address. I was just wow. like. Just, just calm down, just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to have to ask you, yeah. who, who did you tell about this? Because obviously, you know, who's the first person you told about Megan Good? My mom. my mom. Okay, yeah, yeah. I told my mom. That's a good answer. <laughs> you have to protect these things. Like, you know, sometimes you have to be, mm. before that it had even got to her, I hadn't announced mm-hmm. it to any, like to many, more than like maybe four or five of my friends before it had okay. actually been delivered to LA because, I just believe in protecting your blessings until they've been birthed, if you know what I mean. So my Mm -hmm. mom was super key to my, um, for me to tell because she's like literally my momager. Like she literally, it's like she manages me. (laughs) So in terms of just like. that's sweet. (laughs) Yeah, she's literally like the second person behind this brand. She's like my co-founder because she just has, she has, she's so emotionally invested in it as well, so okay okay i yeah. love i love to hear that i love to hear that it's a family business i like yeah. to hear that you're keeping it in-house i think that is definitely one of the best ways because you work so hard for it and it's only yeah. rightly so that you both you know benefit from it um i was gonna <laughs> ask you so you've also had priscilla from love island as well endorsing your product and i think another yes. few celebrities yeah. how did those come along yeah, I mean, Priscilla just, I think what happens on Instagram is when people reshare your content, people find your page. Mm-hmm. So Priscilla mm-hmm. actually came across the page after I collaborated with other influencers like, um, okay. with, who are all endorsed by Vamp UK, which is like a social media agency. So okay. they reached out to me and I did a collaboration with some influencers like um, Funke Tajani, uh, okay. Marion Lusa, um, Okay, wow. And Idrea, so they were like all endorsing based on a collab with their agency. And I think okay. from there, Priscilla had found me. And then, yeah, we collabed as well. Wow. I mean, you're in the thick of it now. <laughs> you're in the thick of it now. Wow. So you're already in that circle. You've basically broken this circle in less than yeah. two years already. I mean, it sounds like it's only going to, you know, I you know, don't want to jinx yeah. anything, but it's going well. It sounds like it's going really, really well. Are you happy with the way it's going at the moment i'm absolutely humbled like it couldn't be okay. it couldn't be any better like i mean of course there's more growth to get naturally but mm-hmm. in terms of someone who started in the thick of a season that was very 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 difficult i've mm-hmm. been yeah, COVID, genuinely yeah. so blessed 
like to see how everything turned out. It's been an absolute blessing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like I said, I've spoken to a few people before you and I think the one thing in common amongst all of you is that you found an opportunity in crisis. Decided mm. you have that motivation. All, all of you, everybody that I've interviewed, you five, that's what you've done. Or actually, I should say seven because, yeah, <laughs> you're seven. But you've all found that opportunity in crisis. And I think it's a very important skill to have not to, again, I don't want to, you know, trample on anybody's feelings, but not to always, not to be down in the dump for too long. Sometimes maybe right. try and look at the light at the end of the tunnel. That's definitely um, what you did. So, not only did you get these good partnerships with like Megan Good, you know, Priscilla and some big yeah. influences, you also got a partnership with Wayfair. Now, how did that come about? Because Wayfair is a massive, <laughs> massive brand. Massive. So massive. Yeah, Wayfair's huge. I mean, basically, it's like they saw my work as well. And one mm-hmm. of the members of their like marketing team um, reached out and said, we're super interested in hosting your work on, on our global EU and US. Um, okay. e-commerce sites and I was like wow. absolutely so just signed the contract got everything in okay. place and then provided wow. my artwork for supply <laughs> wow okay so okay so talk me through this because I don't know anything about this area so okay so you've got yeah. your artwork right do mm-hmm. you do you sell generic pieces through them or is it more do you still do the custom because I know you do custom pieces yeah well. So my custom pieces are only and exclusively Toy Rights website okay. only, okay. Um, okay. but more so my generic bulk selling products mm. that do well on the site, mm. I do offer to Wayfair because I know okay. that it would get um, in engagement and I know that okay. I can see it in mass, like in a, many, many homes. So that's okay. why I kind of gave them access to particular art pieces. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That is, wow, that's cool. <laughs> that is really, <laughs> yeah. really cool. Okay. And do you feel like you want to stop at Wayfair? You're going to want to do like any other collaborations, your Ikeas, um, not even home base, uh, your Ikeas, your yeah. uh, home sense. Oh yeah. You know like what? That. I would never, I'll never say no to a good opportunity. So in terms of the next collab, I'm not sure as to who, but anyone that I think there's so much value in the brand and there's global mm. exposure, I'm definitely mm. down like jump okay on, jump on okay that makes sense that yeah that definitely definitely makes sense i mean i think you're also yeah. doing a collab right now this week with with um in oxford circus what what is that is that uh, a yes. particular brand yes so there is, yeah so there's a pop-up um community called powerhouse pop-up and okay. um, they've reached out to like seven brands mine included for us mm. to actually sell in in a spot called souk which is for like small business owners and um, selling Oxford Street. And it was like, it just happened on the weekend. It was amazing yeah. and um, had a lot of great turnout. It was beautiful just being able to be in an actual physical environment. And once again, mm-hmm. when I channel back to that team I was in in the big four before I left, mm-hmm. that team was all about, like, honestly, listen to me, like, that team was all about staging things yeah. in an environment. That's okay. what I was doing, staging visuals in an environment and that's what i do every single day i stage art i stage my art in a visual environment on walls in um in designs it was just it's mad how it happened Mm -hmm. like if you see my my home right now there are boxes (laughs) everywhere like my home is a little strong and 
literally the last team I was in, I was constantly yeah. in the product room, on the prod room okay. with all these yeah. boxes, all these printers, all this design work that I was doing. And I had no clue that this was the, the journey I was heading down. Wow, that is that is a very interesting take. So you're basically saying that all the skills that you learned within this team, you're basically using it for your benefit in terms of like a marketing purpose, in terms of making your designs look appealing in some way to get people yeah. to ooh, catch that intrigue. What's that about? Yeah. Let me and it looks it looks it's not just like all over the place in a mess, but even that in itself is artistic in in some yeah. way. Wow, that's really cool. And yeah. I definitely need to, to calm down. How long are you going to be doing that for the, the pop-up for? The pop-up. I've got a few more lined up this year. So definitely the next okay. one, I will give you notice. I want to do like a okay. long weekend or maybe a week okay. for the next one. But definitely okay. it's going to be something more frequent. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's, that, that is great. And I, I guess through that, that's how you get to build your brand a bit more. Um, you know, with Instagram. How, how's the reception been with like the customers when you're speaking to them? How's that? experience been versus you know doing it purely online because you started it as an online business how, yeah. how, how is it different i think i forgot the beauty of engaging with people that's mm -hmm. something i really miss so the shop mm -hmm. experience was really amazing because i actually got yeah. to physically tell people how the brand started what yeah. my vision is behind a particular art piece and then they really like wow i love that mm -hmm. like this is what you do full time how did you get into this like i need mm -hmm. this piece this and that so that emotional block is removed because i can really share like my stories with people live and direct yeah. Yeah. wow that is that that is cool i mean it must be it must be very very interesting because like like you said you, you started it you missed that that engagement with people yeah and i think for you as well it must give you like, like proper confidence when you've got people coming up to you and they say oh wow this is this is amazing how do you do this can i order this yeah. like wow that that is uh, crazy so you know whenever you start a business as well as it being you know being passionate about it you also to some extent want it to to make money do you think it's been a good financial decision to start your own business versus you know doing a nine to five because a lot of people it's something that they would you know consider yeah i definitely feel as though one should my journey is very different to most like i was in a position where i had left without knowing a global pandemic was going to hit. So yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, one would, one would advise maybe not starting before mm -hmm. a global pandemic, but the beauty mm -hmm. of what you said earlier was finding value in crisis. Mm -hmm. And that is what Toyo Rights came out of. It came out of a season of absolute crisis. And it just so happens that Grace followed it with Megan and all these different collaborations that came out of the season where a lot of people actually found their business thinking. That's when yeah, mine actually yeah, was born. 100. You know, 100, so 100. I wouldn't advise everyone to take that route, but I would say mm -hmm. at times things can fall perfectly into place when you just let it happen. Um, I would say save money. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like definitely save. Not every business can thrive from just a random risk and leaving a job mm -hmm. that you don't like. You have to mm -hmm. have a savings. Like I jumped in head first into the deep end. I somehow mm -hmm. found a life jacket like lying around you know <laughs> I, don't like but it. Wow. I, was, I literally jumped in but at the end of the day i wouldn't advise everyone to do what i did but mm -hmm. it was a journey that really has showed like miracle results miracle yeah. results yeah and i mean your work is definitely a product of of you know 
what you've done is not that you just jumped in and you did do nothing yeah. right you worked hard you yeah, formed those partnerships and you had quality work it had to be good i know you know again what is good right that's subjective yeah. right but for from what you you're doing you you use pieces of experience that you delve from everywhere to to yeah. do this right like maybe without the law maybe you could have not done this in this way maybe without you know being in that team you could have not designed mm. to put your things in a certain certain way so i feel like you've tapped into all of your different um experiences and you've used it effectively um yeah. definitely i mean it's, it's definitely like a it's a great story to to hear so i want to know like oh. what's your plans for like the next five to ten years for toya rights <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. oh wow, well definitely to have a physical shop. Okay. A physical shop okay. is on the cards, 110%. Okay. To have okay. more global exposure. I've already started mm -hmm. collaborating with uh, brands, not brands actually, mm -hmm. artists based in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I, I love I, that. Yeah, like I'm really passionate about like back home, I'm passionate about mm -hmm. the underrated but extremely talented human being that people aren't aware of whose work is just mm -hmm. sitting in a market stall when I have a whole mm -hmm. international um, website that can give them exposure mm -hmm. uh, hi this is what I'm here for so that's what I've been doing recently um, and I've been my law has come into come in handy there because contracts are being signed and legal okay. like terms are being set in order to have that form of, su of supply for them that form of exposure for them so that's something I tapped into when I went to Nigeria for a month this year um, wow! Yeah, but... <laughs> you, you use the pleasure for business as well. <laughs> I did. I did pleasure and business. I was networking with art directors. I was networking with artists. I was going around wow. the country, going to different cities, seeing different galleries. I was doing it. Wow! So... Wow! That is that's actually quite dope. Um, I love the fact that you're doing something in Africa. I'm actually relieved that you are doing something in Africa <laughs> because. You know, when you know when you start like a business, I feel like you need to try and consider there, especially like yeah. you know you know you're part from there, so it's always yeah. a great idea to to figure that out. And I mean, you you're doing it in the best way. You're saying you're speaking to art directors. You're gonna get like artists' work commissioned onto your website. That yeah. is so dope, and I'm really looking forward to to seeing how how that turns out. I don't know if you can see that artwork that I've got. I actually got it from. It's it's actually I got it from here. But I think the, the art is actually, it was definitely painted by somebody in Africa because I got it from um, a Nigerian lady that had a shop in uh, Greenwich. She's, she's no longer there. But yeah, that's where I got that artwork from. So yeah, I, I like my, my African arts. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. I do really appreciate your support so far. If you do want to support the production of this podcast further and you want to get early access to the next episode of The Takeoff podcast or you want to join in in a monthly live q a make sure to check out the link in my description either pledge to my patreon or subscribe to my youtube membership either way i do appreciate you supporting me and helping me to build the best business and finance community in the world i do hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode talked about some of the great parts of uh you know starting your business and you've highlighted to some extent you know some of uh, the challenges but what would you say yeah. are some of the biggest challenges of starting your own business um i would definitely say keeping that 
discipline and that motivation on a daily basis because unlike a nine to five where you have a line manager who's going to be on your case if you're not meeting um deliverables i am my line manager i'm my assistant i'm my marketing team i'm the artist i'm everything so constantly having to stay self like disciplined and motivated can be difficult but then you remember that this actually feeds you so you can't stop you know yeah so yeah yeah, i think that's where the difficulty lies and just constant and like not having um like that working environment where you see people in the office can also be a bit Mm -hmm. challenging you know like it's been a year of being locked up but um the beauty of having my own space and also having my Mm -hmm. own business i literally find myself in a constant state of um yearning for creativity every day like okay, i'm constantly trying okay. to come up with new concepts i have this balcony mm-hmm. that i can just go out on and just like think and breathe and take take a moment out you know so it's not easy not having like a whole team cheering you on that's mm-hmm. what's not easy but yeah. the beauty of growth is like i am looking to grow a team eventually mm-hmm. i am in the to get more people involved in this business but i would say as a one-man band it can be difficult because you've got like you've got it would be nice to hear oh my god team how are we gonna do this mm-hmm, today no mm-hmm, team mm-hmm, but that's why my mom's there that's why my family checks yeah. on that's why my friends motivate me that's why I'm like yeah. even my my customers are incredible because mm-hmm. they're like love this what's coming up next what are you doing yeah. next so that community is is really important and I guess mm-hmm. starting out on my own that was like it was difficult without that community but yeah. that's why building an online community is so important yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely, definitely important. And it's funny because I feel like when you say like the engagement is is interesting because from working from home, I think even that you you miss that engagement. Aside from like yeah. when you're talking to people in meetings, it's not like you're really seeing them unless they've got their camera on. So it's actually yeah. not even the, it, the same. So it's, it's something similar. I definitely understand what you mean. And it's nice that you're getting engagement from your customers, the people that you're working with. You know, yeah. to a certain extent that is kind of your team yeah it's not you know it is. Uh, it it is. but you're all helping each other try try and get somewhere so yeah that's definitely a unique challenge that i think that a lot of entrepreneurs definitely um face and it's nice to hear how you definitely overcome it yeah. how about um from an idea point of view so obviously it must take a lot of effort and energy to i mean yeah. i create content so i know how tough oh, that is to motivated. is very very demanding so for you that is creating these fantastic art pieces do you have any challenges there and from time to time have a mental block and how do you overcome yeah. that? um do you know what it can be difficult like i'm constantly trying to come up with something new and i don't want to just like pour out content i want it to come from a place where like i find that most of the things i do that goes viral mm-hmm. comes from a place where i wake up randomly at like 5 a.m and i have to draw okay. or okay. like like my nsars content you know when the whole nsars thing was happening in mm-hmm. nigeria yeah that yeah. content was one of my most inc- like the engagement was insane wow. thousands thousands of um, people were engaging with it so wow. that level of engagement came from a place where i randomly woke up at like 5 a.m and started to draw mm-hmm. something to do with nsars then there was Love another that. day where I was like about to start a new month and I just felt like pouring out my heart for what I wanted the month to be like. And then that got serious engagement again. So mm-hmm. whenever I find myself in a state of reflection and just really like thinking about what am I about to, what am I about to put out here? Mm-hmm. That's when things really flow 
really end up really good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. Sometimes creativity, sometimes there's no real process to it. It just it just comes wow. at a random moment. Maybe you're sleeping, you think about like, yeah, let me, you know, start yeah. writing down stuff. So <laughs> that is <laughs> wow, that is refreshing to hear. And you know, I'm glad that you did something on NSARS. I think you know, tying yeah. what you're doing to a course that is important to you, that is important to your heritage, it's always going to really go down well because, you know, people are also experiencing that and you kind of like experience that together as a, as a community. Um, yeah. Wow, that's, 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 that's really cool. Um, I definitely understand the challenge because with content, I have days where I'm like, oh, what am I going to post? And I have other days like, oh my God, I've got this idea, I've got this idea, I've yeah. got this idea. Like it's, yeah, it just literally just streams. So I literally write all my ideas when I have it. I don't want to, because sometimes I forget. I'm like, what, what did I think about five days yeah. ago? What was that? How have you found navigating the process of starting your own business as a black woman? Um, I would say starting my own business as a black woman, it's not easy um, because I feel like there's a lot more to prove. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless, I found that there's a community of like-minded people who do have their own business that I can encourage and they can also encourage me. So that's been really, really, really beneficial. Um, Additionally to that, I find like there's communities and when the George Floyd situation happened, it put a spotlight on black businesses and the whole concept of black pound and black Mm -hmm. business was really, really like, it was viral, it was trending. So it was like somewhat beneficial to be a black female entrepreneur at Mm -hmm. the time and still. So I think it's been a good season to be someone like myself. I would yeah. say it's not easy, but ge- genuinely I have like benefited from it and I yeah. want to benefit more. <laughs> yeah, no, and definitely I, you have to benefit. You should benefit, should I say, from it. Yeah. It's definitely been the whole reason why we're, you know, showcasing this is because it's still yeah. underrepresented, should I say. And yeah it's sort of balancing the scales a little bit, you know, for all mm-hmm. the black women, the excellent black women that have done things in the past. We're now getting yeah. a spotlight and like, look, they're doing all these <laughs> great things, like, you know, yeah. support. And I'm actually loving that in the black community. I'm seeing that, like, anytime I see anything I like, I, I definitely just will, will share. I mean, I share your stuff all, all the time oh, on, my, on, on my page. So, you know, Thank obviously, you, um, you know, um, I appreciate what you're what you're doing, and I definitely appreciate that there are going to be uh, challenges in it as well. Um, but you know, you're doing your best. Um, so yeah, keep doing what you're doing. So Thank you. to start a business like Tory Rights, you did talk about saving money before. But do you think that you need to save a lot of money if somebody wanted to start a, a mm. similar business? I would suggest so because I guess the success that came out of my business came through the wealth of knowledge that I got from that company, you know, the skill set I built from that company, you know, having been able to buy my own place so I can run a business from home and not in my mom's house could not come if I didn't have some sort of finance, you know, this business would not thrive in my, in my bedroom, in my mom's house. I mean, I would have started it, Mm -hmm. but it probably would have remained a side hustle, you know? So I think what happens is like build the knowledge and take everything you can from whatever company or organization that you might be in that can allow you to really benefit from taking that leap and moving forward into that area if that's what you desire. But just one day saying, you know what, this is my passion. I'm going to leave on five pounds. Like, you know, there's some people that left on five pounds and they have a billion dollar company. Yeah, one in a million. Oh my God, my God. 
breakfast the next day for like yeah. 10 grand, 20 grand. Like yeah. that five pounds is going to like be the worst decision you ever made. <laughs> Let me a Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> hilarious. It's not, oh not honestly, God. like we have to be honest. Everyone's like, chase mm. your dreams. Don't chase your dreams broke, but definitely chase mm. your dreams smart. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know what? Yeah, I'm definitely not on board with the whole broke entrepreneur lifestyle. I don't get why why people think that's cool. That's not cool, man. <laughs> that is not cool. It's not cool. The whole, you know, people are so in love with the whole, oh, they started something from their garage. Like, come on, man. Like, this is 2021. <laughs> that's, that's not running anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, people just getting too excited. Oh, yeah, like you say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to sell everything. No, come on more risk and reward you gotta be so mm. much smarter like you're saying and people just i don't know like i feel like people get the energy i'll say start for the wrong reasons and the reason why i say they start for the wrong reasons yeah. is because they go in head first with a lot of energy and they just quit so clearly yeah. they quit because they didn't do it for the right reasons they didn't think it through 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 mm-hmm. enough and you've clearly you fought it through enough like you said you've got your own place you had your own space to you know do things like that. I can definitely imagine a business like that at your um your your mom's. What would you, what would she have said to you if you if you started it? You had your art pieces everywhere. First of all, she'll be angry because it's making a mess. Let me tell mm. you now, being creative means everything's all over the gap. So mm-hmm. like she'll already have a, an issue with that. Then I've got my two brothers who probably mm. would add to the mess. Mm-hmm. The whole house. And then have, <laughs> hearing my brother I can even see myself now in my own room, hearing my brothers laughing their heads off while I'm trying to come up with some sort of creative. It will just be a a madhouse. Like, no disrespect. I love my family, but I needed Mm. to just take myself out for a minute and figure it out. Like, I needed to be isolated. Yeah, you definitely, definitely need that headspace. I definitely can relate to that because I remember um, my situation living at home and I needed the exact same thing. I was like, you know what? If I want to, if I need to come up with any idea, if I want to have the energy to do anything, I need to get out of this this place. I need to it's just great. have a bit of headspace to be able to do my thing. I think when you live at home, you forget like everybody's always. You can't have five minutes to yourself because they're calling you, come and eat, come and do this. Um, they're asking you a question, literally. And if it's a big house, you're not gonna get a, a, any semblance of peace. Like, <laughs> at, all, at all. I can see my mom every moment. My mom will just be in my room, in my room, in my room. And I'm just like, mom, give me some space. Yeah, you definitely, definitely done well, like creating your own space and um, you're definitely benefiting uh, from that. So, with your business, would you say that in terms of your success so far, do you think? it's only talent only hard work or do you think it's a mix of both i would definitely say it's a lot of experience that came prior to Mm -hmm. jumping into the business because to have talent but no business acumen no uh, Mm -hmm. communication skills no marketing experience you know Mm -hmm. no 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 ability to network like Mm -hmm. no stakeholder management how on earth would Mm -hmm. i be able to even do you know what i mean having even Mm -hmm. self-confidence like some of Mm -hmm. these like soft skills to even put myself out there and message Megan Good and like you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. talent is a big deal because as you as you nicely said like the quality of the work will Mm -hmm. sell itself but Mm -hmm. to continue to sell you need a level of skill to push yourself and market yourself consistently Mm -hmm. so and my face I would say 
partnered with all three definitely mm-hmm. is a massive like force for my business yeah love that love that i love that you added faith because rightly so you should you should definitely add add faith it's a faith uh, is the biggest awesome wow wow love that you're hearing the gems guys you're hearing all of those gems that Tarosi's <laughs> spitting right now if you want to go start your own design business you've heard a lot here so talking a bit about you know you've now got the experience of working both at you know a big firm in you know various teams and now you've started your own business doing it full time which do you prefer and why a hundred and ten percent till you're right till the end of time okay. but mm-hmm. i cannot deny that company fed me with some of the greatest gems that i could have mm-hmm. ever been given at such a crucial okay. point in a in a beginning stage of a career like some of the ways in which the working styles, the stakeholder management, the teamwork, the diligence in executing on deliverables, the goal setting, the mentality, it's all fundamental to how I run my business. So I couldn't have had such a well-structured day-to-day mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur if I hadn't already yeah. been fed with that type of working style. Yeah. whilst I was working in the corporate world, you know? So I can't come and say, oh my God, forget my nine to five. It's the worst thing ever. No, my nine to five mm-hmm. built me to be able mm-hmm. to run a business in a mm-hmm. pandemic, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's some fundamental aspects that I experienced. I was resilience above all. Mm-hmm. Like you fit, you see, I mean, you, you could testify to some monsters that you meet in the corporate mm-hmm. world. You really mm-hmm. meet some difficult individuals and managing that is something that, will make you very strong you know mm-hmm. so when i started to put my work myself out there i had tough skin to the point that i was just like i mean whoever likes it is gonna like it like if they don't like it <laughs> there's gonna be like at least a thousand people who i don't know yeah because mm-hmm. everyone's always expecting my friends have to be my biggest supporters that's all well mm-hmm. and good mm-hmm. but your friends are like what a thousand people and then you have yeah. seven billion people in the world and at mm-hmm. least 10 percent who are like you you know yeah so learning to just overcome the whole everyone has to support culture who's mm-hmm. coming to my this culture who's posting my this culture and overcoming that with thinking i have a whole pool of people who see the value in my work and i don't even know them mm-hmm. is the most beautiful and most rewarding thing so um yeah i, I, I love that and it's funny because i was about to just say or oh, i'm going to say i think it's a toxic mindset to have toxic. the mindset of share my stuff you must share my stuff you must like my stuff no no it's their choice whatever they want to do and if they don't don't look bad on them is that you're doing it for an ulterior motive then you know are you doing it because you love doing it and you love putting quality stuff out there or are you doing it because you want to get this kind of weird validation from people and people don't give you this validation and you're going to be like oh you're not my true support i don't buy into that i think that's a toxic mentality to to have um, and it's dangerous for you as well because you've got to start looking at everybody being like, oh my God, like, you don't like me. You don't, you know, and why Why does it have to be like that? Why does life have to be like that? It shouldn't be like that. Before I started my own thing, it's not that I didn't want to share people's things. I just wasn't conditioned to do that. I didn't think mm-hmm. like that. When I started doing my own thing, I was on the other stretch. I was like, oh, okay, this is what it feels like. This is you know, and I'm sure that you definitely <laughs> yeah. understood it as well. It's not by purpose. You're not, not doing that. You don't understand that sharing will help them. You don't think of that. You know, you don't, you, you know, obviously you will like the post, 
but you know you don't think to yourself oh if i share this then it's gonna you know make it bigger for them because you're not trained in you know the algorithm because that's you're just using it for your fun personal right. stuff right but when you use it on the other spectrum then you learn about the algorithm and all that stuff you're like oh, okay so yeah i think that's where a lot of that stuff um comes from so Definitely. you've been doing it for about 18 months yeah in terms of you know as nigerians we don't like to talk about money but <laughs> you know as we're talking about building wealth on the takeoff yeah. podcast what do you think the earning potential is for a company like yours or what do you want your earning potential to be oh wow so hmm, this is a very very tricky question i feel as though i don't really want to limit myself with a particular number i don't want okay. to just say oh a hundred thousand or be mm, even bigger say okay. five million but i definitely think there is an unlimited amount okay. of investment that could be given to me the world okay. of nfts is really booming now that's the yeah art world. that is interesting that, that digital ownership copyright world you know mm -hmm. so my world is unlimited in how much it mm -hmm. can definitely be valued at. I'm still in my beginning mm -hmm. stages and genuinely yeah. investment would be the best, very best next step for me um, mm -hmm. in terms of like someone just putting a massive seed of investment into this so I can just blow it up to another level. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say that it's, it's an unlimited, more than a corporate job can pay type of value. Okay, okay. Wow, that's good. That's good. That's, that's good enough reason to leave the nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> That is Genuine. definitely a great reason. You know what was interesting that you said about NFT? I didn't even think about that. That is epic if you can get into that. Um, you know, the previous episode, we had somebody, uh, Stoplist, talking about crypto. And they spoke about yeah. NFTs. And it's again, it's not something that I'm like that well-versed in at the moment. But they were talking about the power of NFT. So that is definitely a cool area. That, I think, is already kind of taking off. But it's still, you know, yeah. still growing but if that's an area that you can get yourself involved in that would be epic imagine like creating pieces for like i don't know beyonce or jay-z just for them and they have that digitally in an in nft can you imagine that you know what i mean like as you said it i'm taking okay yeah i'm giving it to you i'm giving it to you i'm taking it i'm taking it <laughs> oh my gosh oh that's funny so <laughs> Why do you think you've managed to be successful? I think I've managed to be successful at Twitter Rights because mm -hmm. I took a leap of faith and mm -hmm. I was consistent. I was okay. genuinely consistent. And I, do you know what it is? I finally said to myself, I'm going to do something I'm good at. And I refused okay. and I turned my blinders off. I stopped mm -hmm. looking at my side mirrors, trying to drive mm -hmm. in the same lane as everybody else, as corny mm -hmm. as it sounds. But I <laughs> I'm telling it's you. So corny. I, no, but I, I finally started to drive in my own lane. Mm -hmm. Like, I finally literally entered my own lane and I mm -hmm. stopped looking left and I stopped looking right and I just pressed drive. Like, I was just driving. And I think that's Love the best that. thing I've ever done in my life because I was conditioned to constantly compare myself with mm -hmm. others. If it wasn't mm -hmm. in my results, if it wasn't in my degree, if it wasn't in my university, mm -hmm. it wasn't in my first job, it was in the team, mm -hmm. it was in the promotion, it was which promotion, how it was, it was too much. It was constant yeah. comparison, constant toxic, toxic mm -hmm. behavior. And mm -hmm. I was thrown into an industry that most of my friends weren't versed in, mm -hmm. that barely any of them were doing, mm -hmm. that I had to navigate for myself and create mm -hmm. my own success story. 
And yeah. the, the beauty of my success is that even if I wanted it to be hidden, it couldn't mm -hmm. be hidden because it was so mm -hmm. public. Yeah. Even if I didn't want Megan Good to be my client or my or my, a collaboration, how could I hide that when she has five million followers? How could exactly. I? Even if I didn't want to DM my friend, someone would have seen it because they follow her. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if I didn't want to tell anybody about these influencers, someone would have seen it because they follow them. And mm -hmm. it was a case of finally entering a different lane where you didn't even have to compete because mm -hmm. your success was making enough noise for you. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, you're definitely what you're doing is hundred percent unique. And like you said, you've got your own lane. You're one of a kind. Your business is one of a kind. Uh, in fact, what's gonna happen? Maybe, you know, I don't. I hope this doesn't happen. Copycats coming after you. So you're the original. You're the original. You're the OG. You know what I mean? So that is that is dope. It's such a inspiring story. Uh, you're inspiring. You know, um, I'm definitely proud of you and you know what you've done uh, definitely since you know obviously since uh you know we worked at our, our, yeah. uh, our previous company so yeah you've come a long way and i hope that you continue to you know uh, take steps forward um in terms of what's next for you what's the plan wow first of all thank you so much for all your kind words and I, I think what's beautiful is you actually know me you know you've mm -hmm. seen yeah the day I left and you've seen yeah. the milestones ever since mm -hmm. so you actually 100%. have you're invested in the journey and I yeah. love that you know so in terms of what's next for me I literally am just thinking of how to constantly expand um, okay. the business I want to have a physical shop eventually okay. you know I want okay. to hire people I want to have mm -hmm. um, the brand I want it to just continue to blossom in levels okay. of ways that I've never expected I want to have an academy one day Toyo Rights okay. Academy where wow. I'm literally giving back and serving people knowledge sharing, you know, mm -hmm. have people join who need to, like I was running a masterclass on manifesting because mm -hmm. vision boarding is a, a specific way in which I had achieved some of the things I've done. Like yeah. I do vision boards and a lot of business owners have this, have this um, method of goal setting. And I, mm. if I'm honest, I put Megan Good on my vision board in 2018. Okay. Oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 <laughs> really? Hundred and seven percent. I even told oh, her mad. when I sent her the art. I told her, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, mad. Yeah, you see, you were destined I've... for this. You were destined. <laughs> this is a legendary story. Netflix. <laughs> what's going on? What's going on, Netflix? <laughs> yeah, I need that. I need that. Yeah. The Netflix checks. <laughs> you can ask my mom. My mom is a witness. Like she saw my vision board when I was still wow. working at that company with Megan Good on it. She saw it. So. Wow. That is epic. That is epic. And that is a great way to definitely end this podcast because this that is that is such a great that you put that on a vision board and it came true. Mm -hmm. Like how many people can actually say that? So it was it was destiny. I mean everything you've if you've spoken about today, if you actually think about it and go back, it's definitely destiny from you talking about, you know, your degree from you talking about, um, you know, the previous team, from you talking about, you know, summer art school, from you talking about, you know, leaving and, you know, getting people to, com you know, people commissioning you for work and then you decided to do your business. It, it was destiny. That's what destiny is. <laughs> mad, mad, mad. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so happy for you. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast thank you so much for sharing you know all your insights into 
um, for your rights and your journey and dropping gems as usual. Can you tell the people where they can find you? Yes, everybody. I'm on Instagram. That is my favorite place in the world. Toyo Rights on IG, T-O-Y-O, Rights as in to Rights, W-R-I-T-E-S. And TikTok, Toyo Rights. Um, where else am I? www.toyorights.com. Literally, you can find me anywhere. Just toyorights.com. That's it. Yeah, and you'll definitely find all of this information in the description of the episode as well. So you can definitely go and purchase and support Toyo Rights. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for listening. And that is it for this week's episode. I'll see you all next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.